This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. Add together broken federal agencies with poor track records of spending money wisely and a trillion dollar spending spree from the feds you get massive waste and fraud. Cato's Will Yateman details the waste we can identify so far and that unprecedented spending tied to COVID-19. All told, how much did the feds spend on COVID relief? Helping states, helping individuals, that sort of thing. So across five major stimulus bills, Congress has authorized $5.9 trillion in spending. So not all that's been spent. Not 4.4 of which has actually been uh, spent or committed. Okay. So uh, this is a gargantuan outflow of cash, uh, even for this government. <laughs> um, how are they trying to track it? Oh, well, there's actually no centralized tracking um oversight mechanism, uh, alas. Um, so it's more of an agency by agency performance that is judged. Okay. So at this point, uh, in the life cycle of a massive spending plan, uh, from the federal government, is there enough in the rearview mirror for us to say, we did a good job or, <laughs> or we did a terrible job spending this money? For a large chunk of it, it was evident, uh, evidently wasteful the moment Congress did it. Um, and here I'm talking about $500 billion worth of state bailouts. Um, so the impetus for this spending was an expected uh, implosion of state budgets. It was We were supposed to see consumption declines due to the, the, the lockdowns, which in turn were going to deprive states of tax revenue. Um, now that $500 billion in bailouts uh, actually occurred in two phases. Um, the first was in the CARES Act, about $150 billion. And then at that point in time, this was March of 2020, there was genuine uncertainty as to how our economy was going to play out during a time of lockdowns. But for the second phase, for $350 billion of these state bailouts that were in the American, um, the American Rescue Plan of early 2021. By then, we had data on what state budgets were going to look like, and it was much rosier um, than expected. Uh, the upshot, even uh, the upshot, is that second 350 billion dollars of state bailouts um, was wholly unnecessary, and and that's something that even I believe Jason Furman, who headed. Obama's Council of Economic Advisors, I mean, it was part of the White House staff, even he is on record as saying that that second $350 billion was overkill, quote unquote. Um, so that was a, a fairly roundabout way to answer one part of your question, which is um, regardless of how much hindsight is necessary to look at um, the implementation of a lot of this spending, and we can discuss that shortly, we knew that a big chunk of it, $350 billion, that's not chump change. Um, was wasteful right at the outset. We have not that uh, distant experience with the federal government moving huge amounts of money out. And of course, I'm talking about the bailouts that occurred uh, at the height of the financial crisis. And tracking that money, we know, was a, a gargantuan task. And in many cases, we don't really know what happened to a lot of it. 
Indeed. And I'm actually glad you brought that up um, because some of the programs that were exploded, if you will, whose budgets just increased through the roof as a result of this crisis, the same thing had happened in the last crisis. And uh, uh, for, for example, to the point, the Unemployment Insurance Benefits Program, and that's a joint federal state um, uh, framework that, as its name suggests, provides benefits to Americans who are out of work. Um, this historically has been one of the worst run programs in government. Uh, I think at 14 in the last 17 years, its improper payment rates were above 10%. I mean, that's significant. Um, but in the wake of the last, so 2009, 2010, the Great Recession, um, the program was stressed. And uh, in the wake uh, of, uh, as part of the 2009 American Recovery, or, I'm sorry, the 2010 American Recovery and Reinvestment Act, the first big stimulus, um, about a trillion dollars, Congress appropriated uh, about $7.5 to improve how this historically poorly run program unemployment insurance benefits was run. So what happened? Um, well, in the years thereafter, and this is according to various inspector uh, general reports that have been released or were released um, years ago, in essence, the money was frittered away. Um, it wasn't spent on the purpose of upgrading the system. And uh, I mention it only insofar as the, the system for disjoint federal state framework for unemployment insurance benefits um, was therefore poorly positioned for this crisis. And it, it uh, performed uh, as one would expect <laughs> for a program that has long been one of the worst in government and which the last time Congress tried to fix it, that money was largely uh, uh, wasted I mean, when it comes to the purpose of, of improving the system. Um, of how government allocates these benefits or distributes them. So what are we talking about in terms of a, a potential waste? This was an $873 billion program, the pandemic expansion of unemployment insurance benefits. Um, in a good year, the Department of Labor and States waste about 10%. The Inspector General warned Congress that waste for pandemic um, unemployment insurance program will be much higher, quote unquote, than 10%. We know that California suspects um, its fraud rate to be about 27%. If that were writ large for the $873 billion that have been authorized for this program, we're talking about $260-odd billion of uh, you know, improperly spent uh, money, would, uh, money that went out the door um, to places where it shouldn't have. So, that's a big deal. I mean, we're talking about at a minimum 10%, $87 billion, and, and perhaps up to 27%, um, 260 odd billion dollars. Um, so nothing to sneeze at. And again, the biggest outrage is, is that we knew all about this. In the wake of the last crisis, um, there was a, a half-assed effort to fix this program. It went nowhere. And uh, as a result, during this crisis, when its budget again exploded, um, it increased by about a factor of 20. The agency and states were overwhelmed, and uh, we're seeing that the, the taxpayer liability is potentially astronomical. All right. Let's talk about those SBA loans. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, we see the same thing. 
Um, so this was actually the subject of a, a Cato policy bulletin that um, was just recently published. Um, but again, this this unsettling pattern whereby programs that were already troubled, um, Congress flooded them with money, and then uh, uh, you know you've got a trouble program with a vastly increased workload. Um, the results were predictable. So with the Small Business Administration, they had two marquee pandemic programs. Um, one was the $813 billion Paycheck Protection Program. Um, the other was the $367 billion Disaster Loan Program. Um, again, these were uh, modeled upon or big expansions of existing programs. Um, the Paycheck Protection Program is a, a, an extension of the Small Business Administration's Section 7A Loan Guarantee Program. Um, so for the pandemic, what the, these loan guarantees entail are the government backs a third-party lender um, that disperses the money uh, to a small business. Um, a wrinkle, a major wrinkle with the pandemic program was that these loans could be forgiven if the small business uh, spent a certain percentage on payroll costs. With respect to the disaster loans, instead of backing a third-party loan, here the government is giving direct loans. And, and historically speaking, SBA has been referred to as the agency that gives and gives and gives. <laughs> there's, there's, uh, it's not, it's not well run historically. Um, that's precisely um, my next point, uh, which is that the Section A program, which was expanded into this Paycheck Protection Program, and these disaster loans before the pandemic were problematic. Um, the Section 7A program was an annual participant on the Office of Management and Budgets list, uh, annual list of high-risk programs that presents an undue risk of frittering away taxpayer dollars. Um, the SBA's uh, disaster loan program, uh, the, the year before the pandemic, it had an improper payment rate of 11.9%. Again, that's one of the highest in government. Um, so you had these programs that were already troubled. Then Congress floods them with money. Um, so both of these programs, the Paycheck Protection Program and these disaster loans, their workload increased by a factor of 40, of at least 40, both of them. Um, in the face of this daunting backlog, backlog of responsibilities, uh, the SBA, quote, lowered the guardrails of its internal controls. And that, that's not my term. That's the inspector general's language. So you get this recipe for disaster, a poorly run program whose responsibilities are increased precipitously that then relaxes its controls. And the results were predictably disastrous. So what is the cost of this perfect storm? What is potentially the cost of this perfect storm of incompetence? Um, the inspector general contracted out with KPMG, a private auditor, to review the SBA's books for these two programs after about the first year of their operation into the pandemic. And the results are fairly eye-popping. Um, KPMG, uh, the books, SBA's books were in such disarray that the K, uh, KPMG had to uh, give a uh, statement, a disclaimer of opinion um, what this means is it it couldn't even render 
an evaluation of the SBA's books because, again, they were in such disarray. Um, the independent auditor, KPMG, found material weaknesses, quote unquote. So that's its um, its biggest uh, red mark, if you will, in, in terms of performance, um, plagued virtually every aspect of both programs. And ultimately, KPMG identified about 2 million loans worth um, $189 billion. This is just within the Paycheck Protection Program. That's about 25% of all the pandemic loans are potentially improper, um, given to you know either bureaucratic inefficiency, um, going out to the wrong party or to an ineligible party, or just a, a matter of fraud. Um, I'll note on top of that $189 billion of potentially improper payments, when it comes to disaster loans, the inspector general has identified another $77 billion um, in, in these loans that it found, quote, strong indications of fraud. So again, all told, we're talking about uh, well in excess of $250 billion worth of taxpayer money that is jeopardized by what is, again, this perfect storm of incompetence, these already troubled programs faced with an impossible workload who then relaxed their controls to try to get through these responsibilities. Yes, I have heard from uh, friends in the business world uh, that they were strongly encouraged by uh, other professional associates. Look, just apply for the loan. You may not even have to pay it back. And these are businesses that were expanding during uh, this pandemic. So what's the big takeaway here? Big takeaway is that uh, big government is coterminous with big waste. Um, and, and that's a lesson that perhaps we've forgotten in this country. Um, again, it was uh, 25 odd years ago when Bill Clinton famously said that the era of big government is over. Um, it, back then, the failures of communism, the failures of the great society were very much on people's minds. Um, I fear in the time since, uh, we've forgotten about how inefficient, inherently inefficient big government is. So in, in terms of the big takeaway, um, we've identified, you know, in these programs amounting to about a third of the stimulus spending, almost $500 billion worth of waste. Um, and, and we can toss on top of that another $350 billion worth of unnecessary state bailouts. So that's not chump change. I mean, you know, we're talking, you round up, that's about a trillion dollars. So um, the big takeaway is that uh, big government entails big waste and that people um, seem to have forgotten that. And it, the, the more of a light that is shined upon the stimulus spending, it is hoped they'll remember that. Will Yateman is a research fellow at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast pretty much anywhere and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.